What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Critics Corner podcast. William Locke alongside Luis Barranco. Excited to have Luis back on. First time in about two months, actually. Um, Luis, how you doing? Um, how's it been? And do you have any significant life updates since we last spoke? Yeah, so I'm back. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How's everybody doing? Yeah, I'm back here still in school. Um, I got a job, a, a job, which I'd be, I think many of the listeners would be proud. Many of my close uh, affiliates would be very proud that I'm actually now a working uh, individual providing service. You know, it's unpaid. <laughs> providing for yourself. Well, it's unpaid. So I, yeah, I that's true. Uh, yeah, no, I work at a gym pretty much, move weights around the whole day. Go clock in 5 a.m. in the morning. Nice little 30 minute commute. Uh, love, love Thursdays because Thursday mornings I uh come in, grab the mop, and um, grab the mop, mop the whole gym floor, and I vacuum it. So, wow, that sounds, sounds fun! It's fun. I mean, it's waking up, drinking two coffees, and a pretty much a, a diet coke before I go in gets me going. So so you, you wake up, you go work at the gym, and then you go to work out at a separate gym, or do you work out in that gym? Oh, yeah, I work out with separate, at a separate gym because, like, I work out with the boys. At Xavier? And the boys are some of my female friends that are here. So, you know, you know, so, basically, so basically you're spending about, like, eight, eight to ten hours a day in the gym. Oh, you, yeah. How many – you're taking one class this semester only, right? So you don't really have to – do that very often yeah no, i go to class three days a week but i mean i literally a week a day in a life is like wake up 4 30 in the morning four o'clock get ready eat breakfast go to go to the go to work at a gym i clock out at around 11 30 if i don't have class get home at 12 uh probably make lunch maybe take a nap it depends how i'm feeling that day which nine times out of ten, I'd always take a nap, wake up, go to a gym, cook, and then I, I study sometimes. But I mean, th- that's been that, you know. I'm yeah, this is the content that we've all been uh, waiting for. This is uh, what we what we wanted to hear. Everyone came, uh, listen, ready for uh, the day to day life in Luis Broncos. Uh, you know his, his schedule. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's on the weekends. It's it's not even fun because you know all these kids go out and I go out with the kids and I, I can't, I can't keep up because at 10 o'clock I'm like, the curtains are shutting, man. So. Yep. I feel that every Friday, every Friday night, I'm exhausted by about nine o'clock. If I make it past nine, it's a successful Friday. Um, but you know, just after that, that long work week, you're pretty gassed on a Friday night. Um, that's kind of, I guess just part of adult life. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, let's get into let's get into the main topic of today's podcast or the topic of today's podcast. And that's going to be previewing the 2021 MLB season. Finally, baseball is back. We've been waiting for so long. Um, I don't know. For some reason, this offseason felt particularly long. Um, I know that baseball is my favorite sport and me and Luis always um, follow it very closely. Um, And then, you know, Armand sort of a little bit through fantasy baseball. Um, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta wait. 
What's your prediction this year on fantasy baseball? Like, we got to talk about it. our drafts tonight. We yeah. got to have a prediction. Will, will, will Rob come back and get his get his fourth pennant? So who? No, Rob did. We've done it every year since freshman year. So one, we've done it five years. Sophomore year, sophomore year. Rob won three in a row. No, we definitely did it freshman year. Well, who won freshman year? Rob. No, Rob won the first three, and then someone else won last year in the coach. Year. I think I won. Relax. You don't don't try to toot your own horn because you won last year. You you came in like as a wild card team because I was in your division. My t- teams for the past two three years have been like the best teams like in the whole league, and I always lose. Yeah. If, if it's Armand knocking me out, it's you knocking me out. It's it's ridiculous because last two years ago I had Stan. Who 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 was MVP? Stan was MVP two years ago. Uh. Like 17, I want to say. I had, I had MVP Stan. I had Yelich. I had Yelich and Stan. So yeah. my teams have been incredible. I mean, we always have great teams, but, it all, you know, it always just comes down to me, you, Armand, and the, the people in the league that, like, closely follow the waiver wire and try to make trades, um, you know, tend to have the best teams. Um, and then we always have a few people that don't check it as often, which is annoying. You always want to get people that are constantly on top of things. But um, yeah, us three usually have we're top four seeds um, unless we just draft awfully. I remember one year I did. I think that was maybe 2018. Uh, my team was pretty trash, but yeah. Um, predictions. I, you know, for some reason, Maniac, he's a big Cubs fan. He's from Chicago. He always drafts all the Cubs players, and he won three straight titles. You know, in that 16, 2016 Cubs championship year, he won 17 the year after, and then 18. Um, so he's, yeah, he has all the bragging rights, which is very frustrating. Um, His teams aren't even that good. Yeah, I'll tell you who I think is going to win uh, this year. I'll give it a little Josh Doring. Um, he's always in the mix, never comes through in the playoffs. Think Doring is gonna break all the bad juju or whatever. He's gonna finally break through this year and get the win. Um, and I think Armand, I know that he is gonna only be able to draft like the first little bit tonight. Um, he'll probably pick, I don't know, um, Hunter Green um, from the Red. He's a big Reds guy. Um, or he'll, he'll do something like he did in fantasy football, like trying to troll you where he drafted Michael Thomas because <laughs> you're a Saints fan, like right with the pick in front of you. But Michael Thomas turned out to be injured half the season. I can see him doing something like that. He'll pick, I don't know, freaking uh, Bellinger right in front of you. Bellinger injured or something, you know. You know you know what the funny thing is, too? He thinks that because this is uh, – listeners, if you know, uh, me and Armando are especially close. We're very good friends. Uh it's really funny because every single year um, it's like around June, July where our group chat comes into a negotiations center and William has to like sit down and has to read it all and mediate. And he gets so sick of it because it's literally like our trade negotiations have stages. It's like stages of a relationship. Stage one is where we, we meet and we both say, Hey, we want this player. Then we start talking, and then many counter offers happen. No, what happens first is Armand, Armand puts through at first just an absolutely blasphemous offer. It'll be like, 
say he wants to get Juan Soto and uh, Bellinger off your team. He'll offer you those two guys. And like in return, he'll give you Trey Mancini or some crap like that. He always starts out like that. And you always say no, and there's no way I'm trading X, Y, Z. And then you guys try to try to, you know, make the, make it more fair. And then be like, well, we can bring in a third team. And we always try to make it a three team trade, which never happens. You guys go back and forth for like two, three weeks about trades. Cause you're trying to get this player. He's trying to get this player. And most of the time there's, there's not a deal that actually ends up going through. So here we go. I got, I got the, I got the results. So in 2017 in first place, which was freshman year was Rob. Then you finished second. Yep. Because uh, your team name was uh, – I can't say your team name. It's Yeah, uh, no, you cannot say that on the air. I can't say FCC guidelines would uh, not regulate this. Then I came in third. And then in 2018, it was Rob again, Armand, and me in third again. So first two years, me and Armand lost in the title. Then the year after that, Rob won. Again, three and then, straight. And then who, who's 108 years? Uh, that was Chris Brown, I believe. From yeah, he, he finished. Uh, and then I guess who finished third? You. Again. Yeah. And then last year, uh, I finished fourth. First place was you, Armand third place, and Brown, Chris Brown in second. So I – yeah. So I finished, I, I won the COVID shortened league, which who, you know, we, we broke Robert's streak. Um, but Rob is, has never lost a full fantasy baseball season. 162. Hopefully, um, you know, there's no COVID cert, big COVID shutdowns or anything this year. And we have a clean fantasy baseball season. So, so this is a quick, quick recap. Rob's team was seven, uh, Won seven games in 2019. Yeah, he was. He finished dead last in the league and won the championship. I was the best team in the league, and I'm gonna tell you who I had. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and say this team because this team should have won. I'm gonna go back. I have to. I had JT Realmuto. This is 2017, right? 2019. Okay. Oh, this is in 2019, the the year that Rob won. Yeah, I had Pete Alonso. That, that was his rookie of the year year, right? We hit like 50 something home runs. Had Daniel Murphy, and this is like good Daniel Murphy. I had DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, you, that was the best waiver wire pickup ever. I had Bo Bichette. Rookie. I had Eduardo Escobar from Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Paul Goldsmith. Obviously a stud. Mookie Betts. Last year in Boston. Uh, Marcelo Zuna. I had Comforto, Austin Meadows, Elvis Andrews, Corey Dickerson, Justin Turner. Benedict's always a good fantasy baseball player. And now my rotation. Listen to this rotation. How does this rotation not get me through? Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Madison Bumgarner, Dallas Keuchel, King Jong Ryu, Domingo Herman. That was good, Domingo Herman, too. Lucas Gilito. Mike Fires and Dakota Hudson. How do I not win? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably because – well, actually, I don't know. Yeah. Who, who did Rob have? I, I, tell me who Rob had. He won the league. In 2019, his 7-11 team. He went 7-11? Yes. 
So he was mid table. He had Wilson Contreras. Cubs. Yeah, Mark Canna. Canna from the A's. Yeah, Kevin Newman. Kyle Seeger. Okay. Lindor. Adam Frazier. Vlad Jr. <sighs> Outfield was JD Juan Soto, Victor Robles, Victor Robles, Eloy Jimenez. Tommy Edmond and Corey Seager with Javi Baez on the bench. <laughs> I mean, that's that's okay. It's like about Maybe. a seven and eleven record. I would give him. Yeah. He had Syndergaard. Uh, uh, shout out, call her daddy. Uh, Matt Greinke, uh, Aroldis Chapman, Flaherty, Hendricks, Doolittle, Lance Lynn, Taylor Rogers, Austin Voth. Craig Kimbrell and Sonny Gray. And that so was he, a very revival year. He loaded up on relievers. That's why we put a cap on relievers at three last no, year. The reason, the reason that that's the year we did it because I, I was always complaining that uh, about that because uh, Doring would load up. Doring would get three top relievers and then would just be ridiculous. Because basically it'll just juice your ERA to where these guys are throwing one inning and just having like a zero ERA come in have three strikeouts um the whip super low so it's kind of why we capped it at relievers and also saves as a category too so yeah that makes sense um yeah i'm always looking forward to fantasy baseball hopefully it's a great year um let's let's get into i mean our preview um we're going to be going through every single division every single team um some of the worst teams we don't need to spend a ton of time on um we're yeah. gonna go- the what <laughs> Red Sox, Red Sox, uh, Rockies, you know, Orioles, all those teams, uh, Pirates. Um, we're gonna, you know, kind of talk about rotation, lineup, the bullpen, you know, all the important things, some top prospects, why this team will win, why it will lose, um, and also give the over under uh, predictions for the each team. And those odds are from FanDuel Sportsbook. Shout out to them. So let's start in the American League East as it should be a customary. Um, And that we're going to start with the team that, you know, kind of everyone always leads into the season talking most about, and that's the New York Yankees. Um, Biggest market in baseball, biggest team in baseball. Um, Their over-under win projection from FanDuel is 95.5, which seems actually kind of low for me because this the Yankees – um, are probably going to have a better rotation than they did last year. Um, no more Jay Happ, no more James Paxton. They were replaced those two with Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyone, two guys coming off injury and have not produced since around 2018. Um, so it, they don't know what they're going to get from those two guys. Um, but you know, if one or one of them is turns out to be really good, or if both of them turn out to be really good, the Yankees are going to be. Real, I mean, outstanding this year. Um, also, they have bring Domingo Herman back from suspension. Some issues with him reacclimating in spring training, but the team seems to be behind him now. Um, Jordan Montgomery as well, um, kind of rounding out that rotation. Davey Garcia starts the season in the minors. It's important to note. And everyone knows about the Yankees rotation or the lineup stack from one to nine. I mean, they got Clint Frazier or Gary Sanchez hitting nine. So what more can you ask from there? Um, and you know, a solid bullpen on top of that with Chapman, 
who's kind of getting up there in age, to be honest. Um, and, and Yankee fans always feel a little bit um, insecure, or, you know, get, get nervous when he comes in, undoubtedly. Um, Loisaga, they added Darren O'Day this offseason. I'm going to ask you a question. And also Severino, sorry, coming back around mid-June. You just brought up a point. I, I'm not going to – I'm going to give my two cents, but I think this is this is where you need to take this one over. Um, do you think – I mean, look, I don't think Chapman since Chicago, since that year after Chicago, uh, I don't think he's been – he's been spotty. I know. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, do you think if uh, – do you guys have a closer issue? Do we have – I mean, starting – well, I'm not, I, you, know, I know, you know, the past two postseasons have ended with Chapman giving up walk-off hits for the Yankees. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's just like at some point, like it's like it's like at some point you're going to have to point the finger at him. And we can't blame, oh, well, the bats haven't heat up or this or that. And I mean, if you have a guy like Chapman, how much you guys are paying Chapman? Twenty mil a year? Uh, at least, yeah. I can I can go pull that. He's up. getting he's getting top closer money, and you know your job is to come throw, get three outs. And in the past two years, and it's not been off season. It's been it's been games where I've just gotten texts or I've just t- tuned on and said, oh, he throws a a heater and it gets lifted out into the oblivion. Yeah, no, he's making 17 mil this year. He signed a three-year, $48 million contract. What year is he in? Year two or year three? Year two, year two. All right, so, so, so what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I say you have a closure issue. Because, I yeah. mean, you know who it is, but he's not getting it done. I think one thing you, you can notice since Chapman came in, or like mid-2010s is kind of when he broke in with the Reds, and that's – Still, when you can get away with just overpowering people with a hundred mile an hour fastball, now it's 2021 and everyone throws 97 plus. And and Chapman has lost velocity. I mean, he he was hitting 105 in Cincy. He's probably averaging I don't I don't know have have the numbers 99 100 miles an hour. That's that's hittable. And he's a lefty too, so that's very hittable for a lot of these hitters now. So he really has to rely more on that slider and you know he leaves him hanging all the damn time happened to Altuve um happened to who's that dude that hit the walk off for Tampa oh, uh, um, Renfro or oh no is that who's it the macho man uh Randy something the one everybody they got from the Cardinals trade no it wasn't a Rosa Arena it was not yeah uh, but the point is that he can't just rely on overpowering hitters with his hundred mile an hour fastball anymore. He's got to work on those other pitches. So, yeah, I mean, the Yankees could have a closer problem if he starts the season out slow. Um, who, who would we look at to take over that position? I don't know. Probably, probably Zach Britton, Zach Britton, who starts the season injured. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is, this is a beautiful part about the Yankees this year. There's like, you look at the lineup, and you see new names like okay one through one through seven the whole lineup you know what you're getting you know I think Clint Frazier is going to be the sleeper of the, of the whole season Clint Frazier is doing doing work but rotation's fine I think uh, Jameson uh, Talion from the Pirates he's going to be a surprise because I mean once you leave Pittsburgh had like for five years in a row they had Garrett Cole 
Hal Yon. Who else? They had one other guy. Archer. Archer, yeah. And they were all great. They all when they once they leave Pittsburgh, they actually become decent. So I mean, I think also the biggest thing is uh, Jameson also he had testicular cancer cancer. So I, I don't that kind of hurt him. But I, I think y'all will be fine. I mean, Clint Frazier, maybe get a backup catcher because we all know Gary Sanchez cannot catch to save his life. Yeah, no, we signed um, – we got uh, that dude from Texas, but he got injured. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, one sec. Also, who does, who, do, who, do, who does the East play in NL this year? Uh, it's yeah. So also for the listeners, the interleague matchups this year are AL East, NL East, NL Central, NL Central, AL West, NL West. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also another note with the Yankees: Luke Voigt, um, starting the season on the injured list, expected to return around May. Knowing the Yankees, that'll be probably June, July. Um, so that's another thing with this Yankees team is the past few years, they just have not been able to stay healthy. And I think that's going to be another um, like key factor in determining the Yankees success this year. Uh, and, you know, we already see Luke Voigt starting the season injured. Uh, we really just need Aaron judge and Stanton to stay healthy the entire season, which I know is a lot to ask for. It's very hard with six footers playing baseball. That's why, I mean, there's a reason you don't see many six foot five guys playing baseballs. It's taxing on your body. And that's why Judge and Stanton just always seem to get injured. Um, Stanton with all these fluky things like the hamstring, the bicep strain. Like, how does this happen? The dude's 6'5 and shredded. And he's coming out with all these weird strains. It's Baseball is taxing on your body in a different way than like football is or basketball. It's more of an endurance built strength. Um, so that's why you don't necessarily have to be absolutely shredded like Stanton is to play baseball. Um, but you have to be able to endure the strain of 162 game season. And that's why you don't see many huge guys doing it like Stanton and judge. Um, so I'm, I mean, if they can stay healthy, the sky's the limit for this Yankees team. I still got them at over 95 and a half wins. I think they win probably 100 around a hundred games this year, maybe one Oh four. Um, they benefit from having the Red Sox and the Orioles in their division. They're going to, they should take all 19 games or whatever it is against the Orioles. Um, not all of them, but like 16, they should win most of those games. I mean, the Orioles are atrocious. Um, so I like the over at 95 and a half. What about you? I mean, uh, I was thinking first the under because you guys got to go out and play. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take the over because we'll, we'll talk about it later, but the Yale's just flat garbage this year. So yeah, no, I said I'm taking the over. Okay, he's taking the over as well. Because because they play in the AL, and the AL's weak this year, and they're in the East, which is even weaker. So the NL is way stronger. So I'm taking the under. I mean the over. Okay. Um, next team in the American League East is the, I guess you could say the reigning American League champions, um, the Tampa Bay Rays. They. Boast one of the better pitching staffs, uh, I guess you could say. In oh, we also forgot to mention the Yankees are the 18th ranked farm system in the in baseball. Um, top three prospects to look out for: Jason Dominguez. He's an outfielder. He's only 18. They're projecting him to make it to the bigs in 2024. 
Um, so we won't be seeing him anytime soon, but he, they're saying he's the next big thing, kind of a prodigy, um, but still a few years out. Um, number two prospect is Clark Schmidt, right-handed pitcher, um, 2021 guy out of South Carolina. We will definitely be seeing him, or he's projected 2021 guy. We'll definitely be seeing Clark Schmidt this year. Um, isn't, he, uh, isn't, he, uh, isn't he like 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, he's a bigger, bigger, bigger frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pitch. I saw some highlights of him pitch the other day. Yeah, he struggled a little bit in spring training. Um, so we will could see him, you know, in some, some filler starts maybe um, throughout the season or if someone gets injured. Um, and then also Davey Garcia, who I mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, we will be seeing him probably this year as well, but he will start the season in the minor leagues. So the Yankees, pretty average to below average farm system, but, you know, they traded a lot of those guys away in trying to make the roster they have today. Um so the Yankees are definitely going for it this year and it will be a major disappointment if they don't make the world series um, and win the pennant. So, like I said, number two team in the American league East Tampa Bay Rays solid rotation. Um, always difficult to say what their exact rotation is. Cause they kind of do the, um, the starter thing where they, what do they call it? Um, what? When they start a bullpen guy, um, yeah, they bullpen game. Yeah, they, just, they do a lot of bullpen games. So they got they got Glasnow, um, who's a true starter. Yarborough, who's kind of one of those um, bullpen guys. Uh, they bring back Chris Archer from the Pirates, um, Rich Hill, and then Michael Waka. So they lose Charlie Morton in free agency to Atlanta. Um, so that rotation to me doesn't look as strong as it was last year. Wait, Charlie Morton signed them, you know? Yes, yes, he did. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, I'm a hold, but like, I'm just saying Tampa's fluky. I mean, I don't Tampa's Tampa. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not the sexy team. They got a bunch of dudes that get it done, like pitching wise, like Rich Hill, Michael Walker, just consistent mid to mid to high three ERA guys that are going to probably win you 15 games and lose you 10 each year. And I mean, they're, they, they I just think, like, these guys they have in there aren't even, like, going to be, like, that important. Like, Austin Meadows, like, he's he's been a mainstay. Mainstay. Arena, you know, everybody knows all of, about him. Randy. I mean, there's just – there's no way he can be as good as he was in the playoffs last year. Right? I, yeah. My guess is he hits 230, 240, hits about 20 home runs, um, and does not win rookie of the year. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, they – I mean, he's not even going to be their best rookie this year. They I got – they got the, the Venezuelan guy, Juan Franco, who a couple of years back was the top international prospect in the bidding. And he'll be up. He'll be really good. And, I mean, Brendan McKay, he also – he's a he's, – he's, he's still a two-way guy, so he'll make his way into the, into the lineup, either p- pitching or more likely hitting. I don't think he'll break through any of those five in the rotation, so you'll definitely see him. So they're just kind of like – they'll have guys in and out. We have him at 80. FanDuel has him at, has him at 87. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say under with how bad the AL East is and how bad the AL is. So, I mean, what are you thinking? I don't know. It's, it's tough. They're, they're definitely kind of a roster that was benefited from that 60 games shortened season where, you know, a few of their guys got hot 
Um, and that's all it took, you know, one, one little hot of one little stretch of being hot and you can make the playoffs. Um, that's what they did. Got the, Marlins did too. the Marlins, Marlins all got COVID took two weeks off of the season and then superpowers. Exactly. <laughs> and with the Cardinals. Um, but uh, you know, this, the lineup just doesn't scream out anything exciting to me. Um, they're not a fun team to play against. I'll tell you that. I know the Yankees absolutely hate playing against them. They have a tough bullpen. I mean, they got a really good bullpen. Um, number one farm system in all of baseball. Um, we will be seeing Wander Franco this year. 87 wins. It's kind of where, like, right where I see them. Um, they they have to play a lot of games against the Yankees. They have to play the NL East, so that's probably the best division in baseball this year. Which NL one? East? Yeah. I think so. I disagree. Well, we can get into that later. Um, I'm going to say slight under, slight under for me on the Rays, under 87. I'm taking under 87 as well. I have the same opinion. I mean, we're, we're, we'll, get, we'll get into next because now we've got the Blue Jays, which, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to take it away with the Blue Jays, man. The Blue Jays, they're, they're a team. They're a nice team. They really benefited also. Another team that benefited last year with that COVID season. Because they they pretty much last offseason they got Ryu, and Ryu was a Cy Young, right? Last year? Yeah. Ryu was a Cy Young. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, it was Bieber. It was Bieber. Oh, Bieber. But he was in the running. He was definitely in the running. Ryu, I've known Ryu has stuff. Ryu has good stuff. Robbie Ray, which I mean, Robbie Ray is a 100 strikeout guy, but ends up giving up like 200 home runs. Here's what, yeah, that's my thing with that rotation is outside of Ryu, outside of Ryu, like those two through five, six guys, Ray, Roark, Matt, Stripling, Pearson. Like, if Ryu gets hurt, they're screwed. They, those guys need to be good, and uh, yeah, they're hurting outside of out of Ryu, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I like Ross Stripling. I like him as a pitcher. I like a lot. Nate Pearson benefited from having that COVID season because so, he got to get some time up. So he'll be – he's your number one prospect in the seventh-rated farm system in the league, and he'll he'll, he'll touch up, and he'll, I expect big things from him. I mean, that lineup – I mean, that lineup might put up six or seven runs a, a night, you know. George Springer, you know, coming over from Houston, you know what you get from him, probably a 250 hitter with a bunch of power, a bunch of pop to start out. You got they signed Marcus Simeon for a one year deal. Like people forget, Marcus Simeon was yeah he's an awful he was an awful defender years back. He's cleaned that part up, and you know he's he was in the AL MVP race a couple of years back. And I mean, there's a reason why they couldn't um why the what you call it the A's couldn't take him out of the lineup. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is a is a really a uh, good utility guy outfielder, and then they got Kevin Biggio, and then Vladdy Jr. Which I mean, we'll we'll see what what the we'll see what the young young kids do. I mean, they're they're the kids of the division. They gotta we'll see if they are ready to graduate uh, high school and come out to the college this year. That's they're 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 this year's Chicago White Sox. Of last yes, year. yes, they they are. Got a lot of young talent. I know George Springer um, was a great signing, but he will start the season injured on the injured list. Um, but I love Springer as a leadoff hitter. I love how aggressive he is. Um, I think Teoscar Hernandez, just as a Yankee fan, he seems to be a Yankee killer. Um, so I think he's one of the more underrated players in the league. 
Um, their, their bullpen's pretty trash. I think it'll let them down. Um, they got a great farm system. Obviously, Nate Pearson, I have a couple of his rookie cards, so I will be rooting for him. Um, Austin Martin out of Vanderbilt might see him this year. He's going to be a shortstop outfield kind of guy, um, but he was absolutely amazing at Vanderbilt in their national title year. Um, and also, well, last year doesn't really, they played a few games. So, um, but I'm excited to see him. Um, a lot of those Vandy guys seem to pan out very well. So I'm sure he'll be another great addition to that roster. Um, so their number um, is 86. And, you know, this is a team that I can see winning 90 games if a lot of things go well. And I, this is a team that I can also see winning 70 games if things don't go their way. Um, they're also, I think it's important to mention, they are playing their starting their season in Dunedin or however you say it in their spring training stadium. Um, we'll see how long that lasts with all the COVID stuff in Toronto, not being able to play up there and travel over the border and whatnot. Um, the Florida, the Florida, what you call the Florida Blue Jays, the Florida Blue Jays. And we saw how that kind of affected the Toronto Raptors playing in Tampa at the start of the season. They've been poor. Um, I think that it could affect them, um, especially when it gets really hot there in, you know, June, July, and it's, um, they don't have that dome like all those other Florida teams have. So, I, you know, I went under for Tampa at 87. And I'm actually, I, I think it's the, it's the rotation that lets me down for Toronto. Um, Got to be under. And I think it's going to be a slight under. I think they win about 80 or so games. What about you? I'm going to take under. I mean, they got they got Kirby Yates. You forgot they got Kirby Yates and Tyler Chatwood. But they're but they're saying Kirby Yates is going to need TJ after season, unfortunately. Well, yeah, he injured himself last week. In spring oh, training. they start. They're starting. Yeah, they're starting in Florida. I thought they were going to play in uh, in Buffalo. That was last year, but they're playing in spring training this Buffalo year. Buffalo Blue Jays. Yep. I mean, hey, it turned out to be a good good gig for them last year up there in Buffalo, but we'll I mean, see about Florida. Hey, get some fans in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo Blue Jays, man. I bet you a bunch of these Buffalo Bills fans would easily become Blue Jay fans. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe. They'll start, uh, they'll start jumping through tables. For the Blue Jays. Yeah. Maybe the energy is just better in Buffalo, closer to the border, too. Closer to the border, the energy, man. A couple get rowdy, you know. I think it will be odd, and I don't know how that that ballpark will play um, down there. I've heard it's a home run hitting park, so in the Blue Jays spring training stadium. It's in Tampa, so it's in Dunedin. Yeah, but it's like right next to Tampa Lake. Yeah. So let's see. Sorry, this is getting off topic. Oh my god, this is a freaking little league ballpark. Yeah. Oh boy, bro. Listen to the dimensions. Left field is three hundred thirty-three feet. Left center is 380, center is 400, right center is 363, and right field is 336. That is – oh, boy. So I I think it's safe to say Vlad's going to have a bounce-back season? It's safe to say that uh, Stanton, Judge, uh, all them boys are going to hit more than, like, 50 home runs. Like, So, yeah. Hammer Clint Frazier for over 30 home runs this year. Because they're all happening in Florida. They're all going to be in, bro, playing in Florida, New York, and Boston. Perfect. I mean, Boston's going to be so crap, man. Look at their rotation. 
Yeah, so you want to get into Boston right now? Yeah, Boston Boston has Avaldi, who was the biggest overpay looking back. Nathan Avaldi, always been a bang average, above average pitcher, and they gave him the bag. Just because he was amazing in that playoff run in 2018. Then they got Eddie, Eddie Rodriguez, who's coming off of COVID. Yeah, he had that hard issue from that. So. We don't know. Garrett Richards had one good season. Martin Perez was garbage. I saw him pitch against the Yankees. That was – I mean, they had one of the worst rotations in baseball last year. No, probably the worst rotation. And they probably still will. Yeah. With sale, I mean, he'll probably be cutting up uniforms in the back. They'll be so mad they're losing so many games. The lineup is Verdugo, who's pretty good. I think he's really underrated. I mean, I think he needed he was he's he got caught in the trade with the bets, and he was one of the guys that I think would would have benefited most in the trade because of a uh, they needed they needed a move. He need just that outfield in LA was just so crowded. So that's a good spot. They got X Man Xander, who's good. Devers, you know what you get. And then it's just, everything just falls off a cliff. They got Enrique Hernandez. Wait, is that is that the dude from the Dodgers? Yeah. Oh well. So, no, 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 no. But uh, Kike didn't he sign with? Uh, yeah, he did. That's Boston. Yeah. He did sign with Boston. Whoa. That's that's actually really. I mean, he'll probably get traded. And they signed Hunter Renfro, so decent signing. Half, half that team's probably gonna get traded. Traded, uh, I mean, JD is probably going to get traded mid-year for whatever they can get for him. And I mean, their farm system is garbage because they were ran by it, one of the worst GMs in all of Major League Baseball, uh, Dave Dombrowski. Who, whenever he's like, he's like that dude. Whenever he like gets an opportunity, he goes all in. And so, right yeah, now, they, you know, they're bringing. We'll see Jeter Downs this year. Um, kind of. Uh, one of their more exciting prospects, middle infielder. Funny because his last name, his name's Jeter. Um, grew up a Yankee fan, as we all know, Derek Jeter. Um, but this uh, this team, their pitching is going to be really bad again. Um, their line, I mean, their lineup's fine. Uh, I, I think Devers is probably a top five to ten guy in the American League. Um, but Bobby Dahlbeck could uh, play pretty good at the end of the year last year. They have Tristan Casas as number one, but I'm not. He's just when he came out from, he was just so raw in that year, at 2022. Yeah, they they bet. Honestly, here's I got a question. If you if I'm if you're the Red Sox, do you trade Xander and Rafael Devers? Um. Just because that farm system is garbage, and by the time they start putting in people in, it's it's gonna be they're gonna be older, and you also have to think about it like like this. It's like you're not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, and, and those two guys are pro are your best two pieces. The deal because JD, yeah, he's good, but he's older, and he's on a one year deal, I think. So I mean, I would think about trading both of them. They didn't re up Jackie Bradley, which is stupid. Yeah, you're not winning. Your Boston's just not winning anytime soon. So why wouldn't you try? I mean, thing is, no, the fans are never gonna forgive Dombrowski for what he did trading Mookie Betts, and it's still a farce to this day. Um, one of the worst trades in MLB history. Like, sure, Verdugo's great. Um, he he'll, he can be a solid player for Boston, but 
Mookie Betts could have been the face of that franchise for the next 15 years. You trade him to LA um, for, you know, basically a prospect hall in Verdugo. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if I was in that situation, I, I'd be looking to blow it up um, and just reload that farm system. 24th system in the MLB. That's pretty crappy. My guy. Um, We're not, we're not, we're not, this is no bias. I'm just saying like, the thing about it is, is like this, you can't trade Xander. Sadly, you can't because Look at, look at the hole that Cleveland got for Lindor. And you have a whole backlog of shortstops that have to get paid. So, I mean, if you're – what Xander – where do you put Xander at in your shortstops? Not top five. No. And you have Javi Baez. Tatis Lindor. Baez, I mean Simmons defensively. Simmons might Simmons might be the greatest defender of baseball right now. Anderton. But I'm just saying story is number four, in my opinion. And then number five, I mean I think you gotta throw Bogarts in there, man. No, there's another guy. Seager. Oh, Seager. oh Seager. Seager. yeah, that's what I was missing. I had blank. So I mean there you I, I mean blow it up. Just blow it up. Why not get a return for Devers while you can, right? Just blow it up. So they're over under for Boston 79 and a half. Ooh, under. Hammer the under. Under? Okay. Bro, uh, 79 and a half with that rotation. Is that is those top I and mean, the only way they get over 79 wins is if they have that front four of JD Devers and Bogarts hitting hitting like six times a game. Yeah. Francie's good, but Francie's just a black hole. All he does is just home runs. So this is a tough, a tough one to bet on because this team could easily be sellers at the deadline, and the roster could be looking completely different than it is now, um, which obviously would affect the over under. Um, I'm gonna rock with. They got a lot of games against the Yankees, a lot of games against the Rays, a lot of games against the Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, we're agreeing on everything here, but yeah, I'm going to go with the under for, for Boston as well. Um, and th- let's move into the last the last AL East team, which is a very depressing team, the Baltimore Orioles. Their rotation is atrocious. Um, they're running out there. John Means, I mean, this is, this is a team that very well could get 20 starts from Matt Harvey in 2021. Um, and then a bunch of no-namers. Their lineup isn't awful. Um, I like, you know, it's good to see Trey Mancini back in the lineup from obviously beating cancer. Um, Anthony Santander, who's the biggest baseball star over in England. Um, he's actually a solid player. Wait, hold up. Who is like, I'm sorry, but half these, these dudes have never heard of them in my life. Are these dudes on 10 day contracts or like, bro, they're a bunch of casuals. I swear I could go pitch right now for the Orioles. Not gonna lie, if you give me like a week or two, bit I can go pitch because I, I have this like curveball. I've been actually like all my free time been throwing balls around the gym, so you know, like I've I have this curveball, man. It's it's pretty nice. It has a twelve to six action, you know. Yeah, I don't think you could play for the Orioles. Uh, maybe in their farm system. No, actually, just kidding, because they have a really good farm system. They're fifth in the MLB in terms of exactly. their farm system. They're uh, one player that I'm actually very excited to see play this year for the Orioles is Adley Rushman, catcher from Oregon. He'd be an absolute stud. 
He's going to hit a lot of home runs. Um, unfortunately, he has not much protection in that lineup, so maybe not a lot of home runs early on in his career. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see Adley Rushman. Worth a little sprinkle for Rookie of the Year money there. Um, and they also have another prospect, Heston Kerstad, who I think went top five last year. I'm not going to see him this year, but he's probably a couple years out, but he's one to look out for as well. So at least on the bright side, if you're an Orioles fan, you have a farm system to look forward to. You guys have a future, but this team is going to give up probably eight to 10 runs a game. Um, I genuinely, genuinely would not be surprised if they average eight runs given up per game. Um, They're going to lose so many games to the Yankees. Um, It's, it's, I mean, we all know the Yankees dominated them, you know, the past two years before, and it's going to continue this year. This team is going to be very bad. I can see them scoring some runs. Um, their lineup isn't atrocious, but, you know, they're bringing in Michael Franco, Freddie Galvis, but I just don't see it with this team. They're over under 63 and a half. So if they win 64 games, that puts them at 64 and 98. I think this team easily excuse me, easily loses a hundred games. So I'm rocking with the under for Baltimore. I don't know. I'm just saying they just suck. Hey, no, shout, also shout out uh, Blaze Jordan on the Red Sox. That's the only bright spot they'll have this year. Yeah, he, we're not going to see him anytime soon, though. He's He just got drafted. He's what? He's got to be 18 years old. I mean, I'm just saying. Yep, shout out to him. He's from the Memphis area. I actually played with his brother growing up. Um, so exciting uh, prospect for Boston fans. All right, let me hear your final ALE standing projections. Um, for this year um yankees blue jays rays red sox orioles okay um yeah i'm actually gonna rock the wow we agreed on the exact same things with the al east um i like the yankees obviously winning i think everyone has that and i do like the blue jays to finish over the race as well um i just i think the Rays are they just scream average i think the blue jays have a little more star power than they do so I'll roll with them. And then fourth, I'm going to do Boston. And easy fifth is the Baltimore Orioles. Let's rock over to the American League Central, which is consistently one of the more boring um, divisions in baseball. We call them boring timeout. Timeout. They have the best player in baseball. That division is home to the best player in baseball i know who you your boy I know chicago who white Sox are winning this division and are the biggest sleeper team they're like they're a sleeper team but i can't call them a sleeper team because everybody calls them the sleeper team but i'm telling you right now tim anderson aka batting title champ in a full season is the best player and will probably win the mvp oh my gosh relax tim anderson is a is incredible baseball player. He has all the intangibles. He has everything. You see, last year he had 322 in a shortened season. They got him. They got their – they finally – they got Jock Peterson too, right? No, he signed with the, the Cubs. Oh, here. They got Liam Hendricks. They finally got a closer. And they got – they have some arms. Lance Lynn. 
Yasmani is is back there catching them. You know, they got him. They got Nick Madrigal, who can also be a rookie of the year candidate. Absolutely, big, out of Oregon State. Big, big, uh, big contact guy. They got Mancada. They got Jose Abreu out here being the defending being the defending MVP of the league. Being the big father of all of them. In their outfield, they have Adam Eaton, speed demon, Adam Engel, another demon, and Luis Robert. Oh, and they guess who else they got? We keep forgetting. They got Billy Hamilton on the squad. Yeah, whoa, great. Good guy to have on the bench, to be fair, as a pinch runner. Good good in playoff time to have a guy like that. They got Billy Hamilton, and then they have on, on Andrew Vaughn. They could have two or three guys straight up, like going for AL Rookie of the Year. This is this is this team to me is pretty clearly the second best team in the American League. Uh, I, their lineup is absolutely stacked. One through one through eight, one through nine. Um, I think Adam Eaton is a bit of a question mark. Um, they're at, and they got him hitting second on Roto Champ. Um, I don't know about that, but outside of that, Grandal, Stud, Abreu, Moncada, Robert, uh, Nick Madrigal's guy that I also have his rookie card, so I will be rooting for him. And they also have Yuli Garcia. Um, I, I, I like their rotation. Giolito obviously had an outstanding year last year, I don't think he'll be able to replicate that as much. Keichel is a bit of a question mark. Um, he is getting up there in age. He has had a couple um, rough seasons. Lance Lynn, love love that, um, bringing him in. He's going to win you, win them a lot of games. Um, so this is a team that I think will win this division and I think will possibly make the American League Championship Series. And their over-under win total is 90 and a half. And, and it's at plus 100 odds. I'm actually going to rock with the over on this. I think that's an easy over. I think they're going to win like 95 games or so. This is a weak division. It's a weak American League. Um, I'm rocking with the over. What about you? I'm thinking the over, man. I'm telling you, I'm a big – if the listeners, if y'all don't know, I'm probably the biggest Tim Anderson fan out here, man. When he did that bat flip, I was like, you do your shit, buddy. <laughs> no, I love that. I love he brings the energy and the swagger that baseball needs. Um, and Great face. I mean, I don't, game fun. I don't understand why, why why baseball pushes Mike Trout. Mike Trout might be the blandest dude ever. He is very boring. Very boring. I root for the Eagles. Tim Anderson, bro. Tim Anderson got, got it all. Yep, I'm rooting for Tim Anderson. I'm probably going to try to pick him up in fantasy later tonight. Because um, two years in a row, you've done that. Every year I go for him, you pick him. Yeah, they they have the 16th rated farm system in the bigs. Um, like and- by Andrew Vaughn, Kopech, Co- Co- uh, Madrigal, three guys that we will be seeing this year. Kopech is old. That's right, because Kopech uh, came – you see, Kopech is going to be interesting because he, he took the year off for COVID – um, he he was he was an opt out. Yeah, he, he has some, he has he has a nice electric arm, but I mean a lot of their their farm is about to drop because they're about to graduate a bunch of guys. So exactly. Um, but I think them yeah, ninety and a half is kind of an easy over. Uh, so let's move into the next team in the division. That's going to be the Cleveland Indians. Um, I, like they, I like them. I like them a lot this year. Their over under is 81 and a half. And 
their lineup, I mean, doesn't doesn't really like scream out to you anything amazing. Um, they're you know they got Jose Ramirez, who, I mean, I honestly think has been a. I mean, actually, I don't think it's much of a debate. He's been a better player than Francisco Lindor over the past few years. He was an MVP candidate. Um, they traded Lindor, so um, they they. I mean, they're they're losing him. Um, there, it looks like Andres Jimenez is going to take over at short for Lindor. Um, Josh Naylor is decent. Franmil Reyes is a solid bat. Eddie Rosario, obviously, and Cesar Hernandez. Their 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 um their their lineup is okay. Um, they're gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of instances where they struggle to score runs. Um, they're bringing back the Cy Young winner in, in the rotation, Shane Bieber. Obviously, I just don't think he can be as good as he was last year, but he'll still be lights out. Zach Plesac, um, exciting player as well. And they got our boy, Tristan McKenzie. Um, I have his rookie card, so I will be rooting for him through and through. I don't know, I don't know about you, but this team kind of just screams average to me uh, and right around 80-game winner. Well, so. well, this, 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 is my, this is my thing with the Indians. Um, if there's one team that is suited to, like, turn over guys and that develops, has a great player development, because, I mean – there's a lot of teams these days that have a uh, that they're they they're like they're great. They get all this talent, but they don't put it out. And the Indians are like opposite. They 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 usually have bits and pieces of talent, and the talent that they do have, they do a great job in developing. So I mean, their 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 arms are really nice. I mean, they got they got Plezak, aka Mr. Pizza Boy from Pizza Chicago Pizza Guy. Um, Bieber's gonna be good. They got Tristan McKenzie. They got they got uh they got the baseball's version of Gronk. Remember him? The what's that guy's name? Naylor? Josh Naylor? No, James Karinjak. Oh bro, have you seen him pitch? No. Bro, that dude is like six five, six six, white boy, just huge. Just he, he looks like Gronk. It looks like he. It looks like he, like, on the weekends, he just slams beer. Just goes, slams beer. Like, think about if Steve will do it and Gronkowski were one person. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hear yeah. you there. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, he's a really good guy, man. He is, his curveball is out of this world. That, that thing drops. I mean, their pitching's going to be fine. They got a bunch of guys coming up, so. I actually like the over on it. What is it, 81? I'll, I'll take the over. I think they'll be – I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll sneak, they'll sneak okay. up and, and get more wins than expected. This is this is one that I'm, I'm going to slightly uh, finally differ with you. I'm going to roll with the under on the Indians. I think their, their lineup is just bang average, um, and their lineup – their um, sorry, their rotation, obviously, led by Bieber and, and Plesak will win some games, but the top – um, half of that rotation significantly outweighs the back half. And I think they're going to struggle in those three through five roles. Um, and their bullpen's not great as well. Bro, they got Corinne Jack, man. That's so, so I am rolling with the under um, just to be a little different. I think the win may be like 75 to 80 games for the Indians this year. Next uh, American League Central squad we have is the Kansas City Royals. Their win total is 74 and a half. Um, yeah, this team's, this team's not going to be very good. 
They'll be competitive. They're going to be competitive. I think they're going to surprise some people. Um, Whit Merrifield has been one of the more underrated players in the, the game of baseball, in my opinion, over the past three or four years. They got Ben Attendee from Boston. Montesi's probably the fastest player in bigs, will lead the league in steals. Brought in Carlos Santana from Cleveland. They just re-signed Salvi Perez to a big contract. Um, and then the back half of their lineup kind of tails off. They got Jorge Soler. Um, their rotation is pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Their best, their number one pitcher is Brad Keller, um, Danny Duffy, Mark Miner, and then Brady Singer out of Florida um, will be good to watch him finally, you know, um, put in a full season for Cleveland. Um, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. This team might be the better. This team might be the fastest team in baseball. What? KC. They got Mondesi. They got what should we call it? They got ben, Benny Biceps, Jared Dyson, Buried <laughs> Field. Michael Taylor's also a speed demon. Like, I, I, I mean, their rotation's garbage, but I mean, they'll be competitive. We got Mike Matheny, who is a pretty crap manager, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't expect much. I mean, they'll be all right. I mean, what 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 does Fanduel got them at? Seventy four. Fanduel's got seventy four and a half. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Witt's coming up. This is more of a transition year. Get your feet wet, and they'll be the White Sox of the White Sox. They'll be the White Sox of next year. I'll take a I'll take a little under seventy four. Not gonna lie to you. There's nothing too excited. They had a couple signings that are like, like you said. Carlos, but team's not going anywhere. Yeah, this is kind of a transition year for them. Bobby Witt, top 10 prospect in baseball. Probably won't see him until next year. So, what do you say? This year. Maybe back half of this year, yeah. Uh, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with. The yeah, uh, slight over, slight over. I think they went 75, 76 games, um, and just go their just go over their win total. I think that lineup is just going to win some win them a few games. They could surprise some some teams this year, su- surprise some people. Um, but overall, Kansas City not a very exciting team this year. Oh wait up! Wait up. I got some news. What's um, that? We were just talking prospects. Clark Schmidt was shut down today. Oh, great. And he got placed just now in the 60-day IL. Uh, well, sounds like we won't be seeing him uh, anytime soon then. He, he, uh, he was shut down with a extensor strain in his right elbow with no ligament damage. Uh, that's never good. <laughs> that sounds like Tommy John. Yeah, 60-day. Yeah. Well, that's frustrating. Yankees starting out the season with some injury uh, trouble as per usual. Uh, next, an American League Central team that we don't have to spend much time on, the Detroit Tigers. Shout out Spencer Torkelson. Shout out for my boy Bailey. Shout out. Uh, Spencer Torkelson went to high school with Bailey. Petaluma. Casa Grande. Shout that, out. Yeah, he was the number one overall pick of last year's draft, and he's their number one prospect. We might be seeing him this year. Hey, are you going to games this year? Are you going up to games this year? Yeah, I already got tickets to a game next Saturday to play the Twins. <laughs> Boy, you ready? You ready with some Detroit Tigers fans? Oh, boy. I'm so excited. They have a bunch of bang average veteran players. Robbie Grossman, 
Uh, Miguel Cabrera, who's below average at this point. Wait, Miguel Cabrera is still playing? Yes. Oh, my God. Jonathan Scope, Nomar Mazzara, Wilson Ramos, Nico Goodrum. The only player that I'm really, like, looking forward to watching on this team is Casey Mize. I'm just going to watch all of his starts um, because outside of them – or maybe Torkelson if he comes up. Um, but their, their rotation is really bad. Matthew Boyd, Julio Tehran. Tariq, you got to watch some Tariq Skubal. So. Tariq's a nice player. Tariq uh, Skubal or whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's good. He's good. He's, he's one to watch. Tariq Skubal. Matt Manning is there. Bro, they got some – their staff is nice. They might be uh, – they got some guys. Wait, Baz Cameron's pretty good too. He's he's a he's on come up too. He was on a he was on the Verlander trade. Yeah. So I mean the the brights the bright side of things. If you're a Tigers fan, they got the number two farm system in the game. Spencer Torkelson, like we mentioned, Casey Mize, and also Riley Green. Um, so for being so bad for so long, they have accumulated draft picks and you know drafted hopefully well. Um, so they have a positive bright future. Long term, this year they're going to be very bad. Um, they're over under is 67 and a half. That's an easy under for me. I think they lose 100 games pretty easily. Um, and yeah, they're going to be bad. What about you? Hey, you're going to love those Comerica games, man. Those games at Comerica? Yeah, it's a nice stadium. I've been there before. Yeah, Comerica, man, empty seats, bro. Get tickets for like 20 bucks. And you can just pop all the way down on the first baseline. Well, yeah, but I don't know how that works with COVID this year, you know. That's the American League Central squad. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, shout out Joe, Sieben. Um, we got to talk about the Twins. I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're, they're, uh, but you know what? I think this team is slightly underrated going into this year. Max Kepler, Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, Polanco, Sano, Buxton, Simmons. They added Adrilton Simmons. The rotation is actually pretty good. Um, Maeda probably won't be as good as he was last year. Jose Barrios, who is one of my favorite players, I always draft him in fantasy. Um, Michael Pineda is kind of washed. Jay Happ is kind of washed. Um, decent little bullpen. Taylor Rogers, Hansel Robles, Matt Shoemaker. Not bad. But, but let, let me just be honest with you. You know, you know what the twins are? Mm. The twins are that girl you meet. And, like, you text for a while, you know, things are going well, you, you have some promise, you know, you set up a date, and, like, when it comes to, like, the, the day of the date, they cancel on you. And they, <laughs> and they, they let you down. They let you down. They, all your emotion just goes up, well, you and, know. Yep. They always spoke in the playoffs against the Yankees, usually. That's what, that's what the Twins are. The Twins literally get you all hyped up. Oh, they could actually be decent. This could actually work. Oh, it's going great. And then when it's time – to do the business to get down to the business it's garbage it's they choke yeah they have the number 12 farm system in baseball led by royce lewis who's the number top three pick a few years ago um we're still probably not gonna see him this year i believe he was injured or got injured in spring training their over under win total is 89 and a half i'm gonna roll with the under i think they win in the 80s i don't think they can quite reach 90 wins what about you I'm taking the taking the under as well. Uh, they're not a 90 win team in my opinion. So let me let me hear your standings for the AL or AL Central. I think the AL Central is going to be a pure. It's going to be a cannibal. Everybody's going to cannibalize each other alive. Like 
I think the Indians, Royals, and Tigers and Twins are just going to beat each other up that nobody's like – it's not going to be the AL East where it's a clear – this is who's at the top and this is the bottom. So I'm taking White Sox number one. I want to get sneaky and put the Indians at two because I kind of feel like the Indians can be two, but I'm going to take the Twins, Indians, Royals, and Tigers. Yeah. I got the exact same thing. I was thinking about putting the Indians too, but I think the Twins got too much, too many arms. So White Sox, Twins, Indians, Royals, Tigers as well for me in the American League Central. Shout and- out Brent Rooker. Shout out. Oh yeah, is he in the Twin system? He's 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 starting. He's in the he's in the majors. Okay, yeah, Mississippi State guy from Memphis. Um, he went to ECS so he can go fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go out west, American League West, the last American League division. Uh, this is an interesting-ish division. There's some couple bad teams, a couple decent teams. I don't think anyone that's really going to fight for the pennant this year. But we'll start in Houston. Um, they kind of have the same roster that they've had for the past few years. You know, Bregman, is, he's going to be great. Correa is probably the most hated player in baseball now alongside Altuve. Um, Brantley's back. You know, Yodan Alvarez will be nice to watch. Um, but this team is it's it's pretty much the same team we've seen for the past few years. Granky McCullers is back, which will be nice for the Astros. I, they just resigned him the other day too. Um, I think he's going to be great. I think he's one of the more underrated pitchers just in the game. Granky, uh, McCullers, McCullers. Um, yeah, but uh, that, that team here's 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 my thing. You were the clear top team in baseball like, a couple years ago, regardless of cheating. Like, their whole roster, their 25, their 40-man roster was pretty good, but, like, they never got better. All they just did was, like, we're just going to get one pitcher, and that's it, and everybody's just leaving. And so, in my opinion, I think they're going to be the big disappointment. And I think they're going to be prime sellers. I, th- I don't think Carlos Correa finishes the season in Houston. Okay, Wow. That's okay. Because because look at it like this. They they need to pay them, but like I just don't know. That team is getting old. It's like that pitching staff is getting old. Granky's older. Verlander just come off like surgery. And that team is just old. And you know, it's interesting that you say that you think they're gonna blow it up. They have the second to last farm system in the bigs. So, you know, we could be seeing them moving some of those big guys trying to stockpile assets. Yeah, it's not a bad not a bad shout. They have to. They have to pay Correa. Altuve hasn't been the shell of his old self. Michael yeah. Bortley's getting older, and they had two or three young guys they could build around. They can build around uh, Ryan Presley, who I think was one of their no, not Presley. Yeah, they, they have a pitcher. They got Force Whitley. Yeah. They got Whitley, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez. They'll, they'll be fine. I mean, just get a couple assets and and start up again. I mean. Dusty Baker's the manager, another experienced bang average manager. Keeps getting jobs because of nepotism. He's like well, he's the Bruce Allardyce or Steve Allardyce or um, he's the Jack Fisher, David Moyes, Jack Fisher. Yeah, he's one of those managers. Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Um, so eighty-seven and a half is the number for Houston. Okay. I'm going under as well. Um, I just don't. I think the rest of this division, um, there's two other teams better than them in this division, and they lose a lot of games to them. Um, and they also have to play the American or the National League West, Ooh. which is Ooh. Another, Ooh. 
So the next American League West team is the Oakland Athletics, the reigning division champions who sh- choked in the playoffs to um, Chicago. Shout out Bailey. This is Bailey's team. Yes, shout out Bailey. They returned basically the same lineup. Uh, Mark Canna, Chapman, Olsen. Um, Chapman and uh, da, da, da. Chapman and Olsen are manning the corners for, for Oakland and uh, very, very strong defensively. Matt Chapman is a platinum um, award glove, platinum glove award winner. Um, Elvis Andrews, pretty average. They bring back Jed Lowry. Um, the rotation is led by Chris Bassett. Um, they got Sean Mania, and we finally might be seeing AJ Puck this season in Oakland. It's Thank been God. a minute, um, past three years or whatever. He's he's projected to come in, and he's been one of their top prospects. And he's gotten injured. I believe he got TJ Tommy John. Um, they boast the 26th farm system in the bigs, so not nothing special in terms of farm to look for, but. AJ Puck, I think, is one of the most exciting um, prospects to look for in this this year's class, just because we're finally being able to watch this damn guy play. It's been so long. Um, the number for them is eighty six and a half. Uh, what are your thoughts on the A's this year, Luis? I like the A's. I think I like the moves. I like Elvis Andrews. I mean, they'll be decent. I mean, they lost Chris Davis, Chris Cross Davis, aka Mister Two Hundred Hitter, for like fifty home runs. It'll just be like. You're just going to get – this is the same A's team. I mean, they can either really – with the A's, there's no in-between. They're, they're one of those teams where, like, oh, my God, they're great. They're doing better than – they're doing really well. Or, like, oh, wow, they did worse. There's no middle ground. Because, like, when they're doing all right, you're like, oh, well, that's just the A's, you know. <laughs> they, they, uh, they go from winning, like, 70 games to then three years of, like, 80-plus to 90 wins, and then they're back down. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the years they go back down just because that lineup is not very impressive. Um, they, lost, they lost um, Liam Hendricks to the Chicago White Sox in that pen. But, but still- they, got, they got young arms, though. They, yeah. got, they got Frankie Montas, and Frankie was pitching nice. Frankie was pitching nice, and then they got A.J. AJ Puck. We finally could see him. They got some guys coming up. So, I mean, Jesus Lazardo's there. Jake, they got Jake Deakman. Um, they have Sergio Romo. So, yeah, they'll be fine. Oh, also, James Caprillion, kind of one guy to watch watch out for. Traded over to Oakland from the Yankees. Their number is eighty six and a half. You know, you I think this is another under for me. I don't see this team winning eighty seven games. I'm taking the over. Okay, I can see them. I can see them easily being the best team in that division. Okay, well, you know, this next team is actually the team that I think is going to be the best team in this division this year. And this is a team that always gets preseason hype and never lives up to it. But I think this is finally the year that the the uh, Los Angeles Angels break through, specifically because Shohei Otani is going to have an MVP caliber season. Oh, my God. Yes. No, Otani, bro, can we just stop riding the crap out of imports? Why? This guy is an inc- a top whatever pitcher in baseball, and he can swing it a little bit too. He'll probably hit 25, 30 homers. Um, and not to mention, hitting behind him, Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. 
So they have the best player in the game. They've had him for a while. They brought in Dexter Fowler, um, Justin Upton, manning their left field. David Felcher is a fun player to watch. Um, he's not going to hit many home runs. He's kind of an average guy. Who? David Fletcher. Or Danny, Danny Fletcher? David, yeah, David, David. No, yeah, David's – they got Jose Iglesias. Yep. That infield's pretty – Uh, I mean, it's not the greatest infield, but, I mean, they got a bunch of – not positional, but, like, versatility with Fletcher, Jose Iglesias. We're going to get to see probably Pujols' last year. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Pujols is going to have a great year, um, kind of just like a farewell season. I think he's going to – put up some numbers maybe hit 20 home runs or so um the rotation is is questionable um in your opinion huh does he start who who holds at dh who holds at dh over no otani's the dh who holds will start on non-otani days in dh they also have jared walsh who's projected to start at first base um, i'm well, can't feel i'm just saying at a dh well otani can play they don't Otani play outfield or first base I just think I think he's going to DH because they don't want him throwing at all on his off days. I I, I I'm just you know, it's, it's whatever. Their their rotation is is poor. Andrew Heaney, Dylan Bundy, Quintana could be good. Alex Cobb, Griffin Caning, and then Otani. Um, nothing to mention out of the bullpen, and they boast the 25th ranked farm system. Um, one guy to look out for, Brandon Marsh, this season. Their number is 84 and a half. I'm rocking with the over. I think this team has a chance to be a wild card or win the division this year just because the division's kind of down. So I'm rocking with the over. What about you? What is it? 83? 83. Yeah, uh, he'll win 85. Okay, we're both rocking with the over. Um, two more um, – American League West teams we can kind of skip through real fast. Uh, first one being Seattle. Uh, they're trending upward, I guess. Um, Kyle, yeah. Kyle Lewis coming off a Rookie of the Year campaign. Mitch Haniger's a kind of pretty underrated player. They boast the number three ranked farm system in the bigs. We should see Jared Kalenich this year, an outfielder. Um, they also have Julio Rodriguez, another outfielder, and Emerson Hancock, a right-handed pitcher. Those two guys won't be ready probably until back half of this year or um, maybe the start of next year. But, you know, this Mariners team, they their rotation, Marco Gonzalez, who is um, one of the more underrated pitchers, you could say. They bring back Paxton. Um, they have UC Kikuchi, Justice Sheffield from the Yankees, who hasn't kind of lived up to expectation this is a, a very below average team, but they're not as bad as the Rangers. They're number 73. I don't have a ton of thoughts on this, but I think I'm, I'm going to rock with the, I'm going to rock with the over. I think they're going to win 75 games. Uh, the Mariners. What about you? I'm taking the under. I like, uh, I mean, I, I really will take the under. I think in my opinion, uh, Kalenic will come up soon, but. I don't really have many thoughts. They're just a, a team that's just there. And, you know, the Mariners have kind of been that way for the past – ever since Ken Griffey left, I mean, honestly. It, it, for, throughout my lifetime, the Mariners have not been very relevant, and it's unfortunate for the fan base because Seattle's such a great sports town. Um, but what can you do? All right, most, last – The most exciting days for the Mariners 
where where uh, King Felix starts. That's yeah, start and they ruined that man's career. Ruined him. Ruined him. Yeah, I, I guess the best thing for them this year is those young guys, Kyle Lewis and Kalinich, um, two very fun players. If you're a Mariners fan, to watch out for. Um, last American League team is the Texas Rangers. This team is very bad. Um, I mean, they outside of Joey Gallo, who is you know going to hit you 40 home runs. He, he Joey Gallo is going to hit 40 home runs and strike out 500 times. <laughs> um, they have Willie Calhoun. Uh, Heiner Falifa, David Dahl, who's, you know, just an average MLB player, uh, Rudin Odor. The rotation is obviously losing Lance Lynn. It's looking pretty bleak. I'm not going to lie. Their number one pitcher is Kyle Gibson. They bring in Mike Fultonowitz from Atlanta, uh, Jordan Lyles, Dale Dunning, Dane Dunning, but geez, Dane, Dane, this Dane. team, this team's bad. Um, 20 rank, 21st ranked farm system in the bigs. No real, uh, you know, players to look out for in terms of coming up this year. I'm going to actually look up Joey Gallo's contract because I wouldn't not I would not be stunned if we see him move just just because they're probably going to be sellers at the end of the season. They don't or at the trade deadline. They don't have many players in general that have any sort of trade value. And Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo is. Well, he's in an arbitration year, so he's he's going to the third round of arbitration next year. So we're not going to see him moved, probably be moved, but he's a free agent in 2023. So he might stick around and be the face of that franchise. But this team's going to lose a lot of ball games. I don't know if you have any anything to say about uh, Texas. Under. Yeah, their number is 67 and a half. I think that's an easy under. This team's going to lose 100 games easily. They need, you know what they need? There's a reason why, why they're letting 100% capacity into that stadium. <laughs> they need it. Is, it. is it worth risking getting that COVID-19 to go watch the Rangers play? I don't think they have 50,000 or whatever it may 40,000 fans that are willing to go to that opening day game. Um, yeah, they got to pay, pay for that new stadium, that Glow Life ballpark. Yeah, they're going to be awful. Um, so we both go under. What are your um, seat, uh, standing predictions for the American League West? Give me the A's, Angels, Astros, Mariners, and Rangers. All right, I'm rocking Angels, Astros, Athletics, Mariners, and Rangers to round out the American League. Give me your um, two wild card teams since we all listed our division winners. Give me your two wild card teams for the American League, and then your ALCS and division uh, AL rep for the World Series. Give me the Blue Jays as one of the wild cards. Blue Jays and Twins. Ooh, I was thinking Blue Jays and Rays. But I'm taking Blue Jays and Twins. I'll take Blue Jays and just to be a little different, Blue Jays and um, Houston. Screw it. <sighs> Blue Jays. Why not? Blue Jays and Rays, two American League East teams, three American League East playoff teams. My ALCS is going to be the. No, no, hold up. I'm not going to take the Blue Jays. Screw that. Give me the Twins and Angels. Twins and Angels. Okay. All right. And I'm taking, like I said, 
the Rays and Blue Jays, American League, American League Championship Series, Yankees and White Sox, and the Yankees finally making the World Series. I don't think they have any excuses this year to not make the World Series. Yankees in five. So you got Yankees, White Sox as well? In five. Yankees in five. Okay. So that's our American League predictions. We are going to take a break, and then we'll come back with the National League. All right, we're back here on the Critics' Corner. We're going to be previewing the National League now. We're going to start out East um, like we did with the American League, and we're going to start with the New York team as well. Um, The New York Mets honestly have dominated the headlines um, this offseason with new ownership. Honestly, happy with for Mets fans. They, they deserve new ownership. Um, and they brought in Lindor via trade to Cleveland. Wow, it is so windy outside, by the way. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's very loud and windy um, here in Ann Arbor. But, yeah, um, bring in Lindor. Um, they got, you know, bringing back Pete Alonzo as well. Dominic Smith, I think, is one of the more underrated hitters in the league. Jeff McNeil. Um, catcher they signed James McCann as well uh, they're they you know they're they're boasting one of the best rotations in the bigs again um, led by DeGrom who is regarded by many as the best pitcher in baseball um, Stroman is back Tijuana Walker um, they also brought in um, Carlos Carrasco um, but he is injured with a hammy they, they're saying he'll be back around May mid-May to June um, same thing with Noah Syndergaard who is recovering from Tommy John. I believe it was Tommy John. Um, and they're saying he'll be back around mid-season, June, July. Um, so sometime this summer. Um, I look at this team in the Mets and I see a contender um, with everyone knows that pitching wins in October. And, you know, if, if, if Syndergaard comes back firing, they got DeGrom game one, Syndergaard game two, Stroman game three, depending on what version of Stroman you get this team can very well compete um, very well compete for a chance to play in the world series. The, uh, you know, we'll get into later. The national league is absolutely loaded this year and there's going to be some challenges out West that the Mets run into, but as a first iteration under Steve Cohen Mets run team, I love, I love what they're doing. I just don't think it's going to come all to fruition this year, just based on the other teams in the national league. So their number is 91 and I'm, I'm going to rock with the, uh, the over. Um, I think they easily win over 91 games. They'll probably win around 95, 96 games. Um, but this division is very tough, but I, I don't see them winning under 91 games. So I'm going to go with the over. Yeah. What about you? I, I'm taking the under 91 wins. I just, I, I, I'm just not a fan. I, I, baseball is just not one of those sports where you can buy yourself a pennant. Like the Yankees have done that, but it's not like you just can't do it in one year. Like they have to have some base. Also, we haven't done that. The Yankees haven't done that in over like 20 years. I mean, I guess 2009, you could say. But other than that, I was saying 2009. But other than that, I don't think there. You know, there's any, any, any. I, I just don't. I don't think. I, I'm just not huge into them. So that for and for that reason. I will be uh, taking the under. I mean, Lindor not gonna isn't like Lindor is not some like offensive juggernaut. You know, there's very few players that can do that in baseball. And yeah. Lindor's great, but 
They have the 19th ranked farm system in the bigs, nothing to boast and no guys that we're expected to be seeing this year in their top prospects list anyway. Um, so we differ a little bit there on the over under, but and they got, and they got a loaded division, bro. They have a loaded division, but they have a very good bullpen um, and, and a good <clears throat> rotation. Their, their pitching definitely carries this roster. So depending on what kind of years they get out of their pitchers, I think Stroman is a, a, an X factor at that number two spot to begin the year. And then three, when Syndergaard comes back, Either way, it'll be fun to see the Mets be competitive at least. Um, the next American League – or, sorry, National League East team is going to be Washington. This team is – their number is 84 wins, the over-under from FanDuel. They have, I think, probably the best young player in the bigs, um, Juan Soto, just an absolute stud. He's going to hit 300, probably hit around 40 home runs, I think, this year I'm in a full season. Trey Turner, who is – you know, great when he's on the field, uh, steals a lot of bases, gets on base, but he's always injured. They signed Josh Bell, which is, I think was a little bit under the radar signing. Um, they also brought in Kyle Schwarber from Chicago, but he's he's been struggling um, ever since that World Series. They they have Josh Harrison, Starlin Castro, Victor Robles. Their lineup is solid, and, and their rotation is solid as well. Uh, we all know Scherzer, Strasburg, and they also have Corbin. Um, brought in an old John Lester who starts the season injured, not expected um, to be ready at opening day. Um, still a question mark. He threw 70, actually threw 75 pitches today over four and a four and a third innings. Um, so he's, he's trying to build, um, build back up after he had surgery this off season. So he's looking to be their number four starter. And then they also have John Ross. So they're a solid middle of the pack national league east team i'm very excited to watch soto i really hope i get him on my fantasy team i think he's just i i just love juan soto he's so fun to watch their number's 84 um i think that's really like right around the right number and just because of this division you know what actually i'm gonna say over i think they went 85 what about you what are your thoughts on the nats i think we'll disappoint to be honest, I don't think they're that great this year because you can see that their pitching was getting worse. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take the under. I'm not big on them that much on the pitching. So what, which pitcher is specifically? Scherzer or? Scherzer, Strasburg. I had them both on my fantasy team. I know, yeah, it's different, but I mean, they're getting up there in age. So, you know, Strasburg is coming off like a huge injury. So, I mean, I don't. Okay, so you're going with the under 84. Um, The next team. They'll be be like the Astros, like another team that, I I mean, they don't really have – they're they're, they're about to go through a rebuild, in my opinion. That's fair, and they actually have the um, 30th-ranked farm system in the bigs dead last. Um, No players in the top three projected to come in to the bigs this year, so it could be – um, a team looking to acquire some assets and build up that farm system undoubtedly around Juan Soto. Um, so yeah, we'll see with, with what happens with Washington. I just, they're always, a, a, as long as they have Juan Soto, there'll be a team to watch. Um, next team is the Atlanta Braves. Huh? Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. Um, this is. We can't, we can't, sorry. I'm sorry. The Atlanta baseball team and the Cleveland baseball. Uh, we can. Uh, sorry, I'm not doing this as like bad. That's how I'm going to refer them to them as because 
on Crick's Corner, we do not offend any race. So they're the Atlanta baseball team. Okay. The Atlanta baseball team, um, they are coming off what they make the the ALD or NLDS last year, I believe, and lost. They lost, but they finally got some pitching this no. year. Didn't they lose in the NLCS to, to, the, to the Dodgers? They made the CS. They they took them. They took them deep too. So. Yeah. I, I think this is. I think this is the, the class. This team is the class of the division. And they're just so deep. Like yeah. they got. They got probably more than how we spoke about earlier. Their farm system's loaded. They got the the Canadian guy. I forgot his name. I think it's Sakura. Mike Soraka. Yeah, the 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 yeah from Calgary. I'm not bad. Eh. Austin Riley, shout out Austin Riley, one of Williams' favorite uh, MLB players. I think he's gonna have a breakout year. I think he's gonna have a breakout year. Um, first real came up in eight, uh, nineteen um, in around May, May June time. Um, so he, he played around a hundred games there. Um, obviously a shortened season last year. This is his first real season. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Austin Riley hit twenty five bombs. Um, they got and he's hitting at the back half of the lineup. Obviously, they have Christian Pache, uh, top prospect in the bigs, one of the top prospects in the bigs. Um, and then they got, you know, the usual Acuna, Albies, Freeman, who's probably the most underrated player in the bigs. Azuna, uh, Travis Darno, Swanson, really solid team. The rotation um, is, is really where a lot of their wins and losses and all that is going to come down to. Number one guy is Max Freed. They brought in Charlie Morton, who's, who's getting up there in age. Um, Ian Anderson, who is a contender for Rookie of the Year, but who knows what we're going to get out of him. Uh, Drew Smiley and then Kyle Wright out of Vanderbilt actually is one to watch as well. Um, kind of filing out that rotation at five or six, depending on Soraka, Soraka's health. This is a team that I think will definitely contend to – it's just hard with the teams out west to say that they can contend for a pennant. I think they're going to – win this division um and their number is 91 and a half at plus 100 odds i'm going with the over for the braves i think they win this division and are could push 95 to 100 wins what about you i'm thinking i'm thinking the same thing i'm thinking the over as well yeah this is the, the braves are a really solid team led by acuna uh, they're fun to watch and they play with some swagger um they also shout out to their GM who got Acuna and Albies on very team friendly deals. So they're also looking good financially. Man, I'm, 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 if I'm bro, if I'm Ozzy Albies, I'm calling my agent and I'm firing his ass, bro. Mm-hmm. That man has never negotiated a deal. That man has never even negotiated, bro. He should call the local drug dealer or somebody. I bet you he can negotiate a better price. You know? Yeah, this is a team that I could see very well being a. Um, uh, buyer at the deadline and maybe bring in another arm to fill out that rotation. I would be shocked. Always buyers. Atlanta's one of those teams that's always buying at the deadline. It's very rare that they're selling. And I mean their farm system is pretty loaded. They 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 they, they can afford to like to make a huge splash and get one of those big starters because they have a bunch of bunch of good they have a bunch of talent in that in the farm with the arms. They got Ian Anderson. You think they'd trade Ian Anderson for another arm? I, I don't think so. I think he's he's big big league ready. 
right now. Well, I mean, it, they're gonna they're gonna have to make some moves, I think, to get some to get number, a true number one. That's right. So, so I mean, they, they'll they'll be making moves definitely. Yeah, I think they gotta they gotta take advantage of Acuna while he's up he's up there. So yeah, Braves mm-hmm. one team to watch. Um, and the next team, the defending. Did they win the division last year? No, they were a wild card team, right? Miami, were... bro. It's Juntos Miami. They're the best team in baseball this year. <laughs> Miami Marlins of Miami. <laughs> Fun team to watch. Um, last year, at least, they had the COVID issues and then um, finished it out uh, losing. Well, they beat the Cubs in the first round and then lost to in the in the in the MLBS to I want to say Atlanta. Yeah, I think it was Atlanta. They beat the Cubs, um, but. Miami, I, bro, Derek Jeter, whatever he's building down there, that man is building a nice team. I don't know what he's doing because when you read that lineup, I'm going to tell you their lineup. Their catcher is Jorge Alfaro. Never heard of his ass. <laughs> Aguilar, first baseman, one blip year in Milwaukee, hasn't done crap since. Yeah. Brian Anderson, career utility guy. John Bertie, another utility guy. Jazz Chisholm, he's a he's a prospect that came through the through a trade with the D-backs last two years ago. Garrett Cooper, don't know who he is. Play for the Yankees a little bit, yeah. Miguel Rojas, uh, shortstop, haven't heard of him. Outfielders, Lewis Brinson, top prospect that came over through the Christian Yelich trade, hasn't done crap. Corey Dickerson, career journeyman. Yeah. Like that player has played, I think, in every single division in baseball. Like one year he's the Pirates, and he's the Phillies. Wasn't he on the Yankees? Like he's just one of those dudes that always gets swept at the deadline because he's a serviceable bat. Adam Duvall, strikeout goat, goaded strikeout guy. Sterling Mar, St- Starling Marte, pretty good player. That's the only guy they got, and that's all they have. Every, like bro, this team is full of dudes on ten-day contracts. They're mm-hmm. a bunch. And they still win games. Their their arms are sandy. They're all young, rough, raw, undeveloped arms, and they still win. I don't get it. Like I don't. I literally don't get it. They're all like, I, I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. It's yeah. it's a bunch of minor league dudes, a bunch of ten day contract guys, and they win games. Don Mattingly, man, great manager. Um, Got fired from where was he? LA, yeah, LA, yeah, LA. I'm telling you right now, this team on paper looks like they're crap. I was saying they're the worst team in baseball. I'm not, I, I, I honestly think Derek Jeter inside is actually mad that he can't get Kumar Rocker. <laughs> Very, that, you know, that's not that's plausible. Um, they got the fourth farm system in the bigs, led by Sixto Sanchez. He's like a top 15 prospect. We'll definitely be seeing him this year. Also, JJ Bladey outfielder from Vanderbilt we will be seeing this year uh he he is a sleeper National League rookie of the year candidate also a rookie of the year candidate Sixto he came up last year and he he pitched last year and he pitched really well he pitched really well at the tail end he's he's gonna be the number one they have him and Eliezer Hernandez and then they got uh Sandy Sandy Alcantara yeah the number for them is 71 and a half. Under. That's tough in this division. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm going to go under, too. Um, this team gives me major Sheffield United vibes. 
had a good year last year and then ends up getting relegated or in this case, just very bad season. Um, I can see them losing a hundred games. So yeah, I'm going to rock with the under probably. Yeah. Hmm? yeah superpowers. Yeah. Well, no COVID this year, no COVID season. So no shortened season. So they got to play the full 162. And if they had to play the full 162 last year, they probably wouldn't have made it. So final Amer- uh, national league central team or sorry, national league. East team is the Philadelphia Phillies. Probably the most, in my opinion, boring, bang average team that I have no interest in watching this year. McCutcheon, Harper, who, I mean, in some people's opinion, is kind of overrated. Um, chaser, bro. Your first team on bag chaser. You yeah. see, the Mar- I think the Phillies get a lot of crap. It can be a wild card team, in my opinion. Explain. I honestly just believe they're a wild card team, bang average wild card team with a bunch of names. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say about them. That they're that they're they're the you know they're that. Oh, I don't, here's an analogy for the Phillies. You see, the Phillies be that person that they have the Nike and they have the AirPods and they got the nice Vineyard Vine shirt with the. Like they got, they got the nicest outfit, probably. But they're the same ones that are out here, freaking asking for discounts at the bar, fam. They be like, "Yo, you got a discount on this?" And I'm like, "No, dude. Like they are who you thought they are." You know? Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I this team just kind of screams average to me. They got. They brought in. Um. They resigned Riamilto. They resigned Didi. Gene Segura, Alex Baum, a good young player to watch out for. Um, the rotation is is very questionable. Aaron Nola as the number one, he's okay. Uh, brought in Zach Wheeler, excuse me, Zach Wheeler, um, fun guy to watch. But other than that, you know, Chase Anderson, Matt Moore, nothing special. Um, they have a bang average farm system, twenty third in the bigs. Should see Spencer Howard this year, but outside of him, no one soon. Their number is 81 and a half. You know what? I'm going to rock with the over. I think they win. Actually, sorry, I take that back. I'm going to run with the under because I, I said over 84 for the Nats. So it's going to be an under for the Phillies. Yeah, under 81 and a half. I'm taking the over. They got the best player in baseball, by the way. Who? McCutcheon? Oh. Well, you have to think about that one. Who's the, who's the best player? He's an incredible player, superb player. He's a winner. Just everywhere, it. everywhere he goes, he's a freaking winner. Who? You're gonna have to guess. Philly? Um, Carl Edwards. No, no, Carl Edwards is in Seattle. <laughs> he's cool, but this dude's way better. Um, dude, I don't know. You got to tell me. Paul Edwards is a president. Man, come on, man. He's, he's a legend. Goated. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yankee legend. Oh, Ronald Torres? Ronnie! <laughs> okay. Okay. That, Ronnie will give them one to two wins. That's that's one to two wins a year for Ronald Torres on your team. Torres is a tank, man. That 5-7 fucker, he's a tank. Yeah, I love Ronnie. Let's move to the National League Central, and we're gonna start out with. Let's start out with Chicago, just because it's the Cubs. Yeah, predictions. Who's winning that division? Oh, sorry. Yeah, 
Um, I think first place in the National League East will be Atlanta, followed by the Mets, followed by Washington, followed by Philly, followed by Miami. I'm going to take Atlanta first place, Philadelphia second place, New York third, Washington fourth, Miami in last place. Shout out Miami. They're, they're just out there grinding. grinding. Who Miami? Who does Miami? All right, National League Central. Um, we're going to start with Chicago Cubs um, just because of the Cubs and everyone loves talking about the Cubs. Um, they, I mean, they brought in Jock Peterson, which I think was an underrated signing. Um, Javier Baez, Jason Hayward's still there. Chris Bryant, they talked about training, but ultimately decided to keep him, which he's been really bad since the World Series. Um, Rizzo, Contreras, and um, David Body or whatever his name is. Starters, Kyle Hendricks, they brought in, uh, brought back Jake Arrieta, which will be nice to see. Maybe he can bounce back. Zach Davies, Trevor Williams, you know, they're just kind of meh. Um, I don't have a ton of thoughts on the Cubs. They're kind of the same team they've been. Um, I guess it's important to note that the Theo Epstein moved on. He took a role with the MLB. He's no longer their GM. So it's kind of interesting to see what kind of moves they make in the post-Epstein era. Um, their number is 78 and a half. And I'm going to go with the over. I think they went about 80 games. Well, I, don't, I don't really want to talk to the Cubs. The Cubs fans are irrational and delusional. Um, yeah, they're one of the failed dynasties. Um, they traded you Darvish for scraps. So the Cubs fans will, will keep thinking that's a great trade because they're just irrational. They, they, they just talk themselves into trades. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get Cubs fans. So what do you do? You, what do you, I mean, Jacques, you're a Dodgers fan. How do you feel about Jacques? One player doesn't doesn't fear everything, in my opinion. So definitely, I just think the Cubs are a failed dynasty. You can't tell that to a Cubs fan because they think one is great. I understand winning once is great, but we should have ambition as a club, as a baseball club. You should have ambition, and they they clearly have shown that they have no ambition on going for titles consecutively. So they're dead to me. Okay. Uh, so you're going with the under 78 and a half? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about over, actually. <laughs> they're dead to you, but you're taking the over. Because they're going to win more than 78. Like, I mean, I'm just – it's like, what are they going to do? Uh, the division's not very great, so. Okay, let, let's talk about a team that I think has a chance to win the division, the St. Louis Cardinals. Shout out Alden. Shout out Alden. Alden would probably say that they're going to win the World Series. <laughs> They, 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 nah, man. Nolan is going to be the MVP this year. He's going to hit 340 home runs, batting 100 RBIs. And, you know, he's going to get a cheeky 20 stolen bases, man. Bro, I, th- I just think he's just better than Joe DiMaggio, man. <laughs> yeah, he's better than Jody. Yeah, he's better than Stan Musial. Yeah. He's just as good as Ty Cobb. Well, they did bring in Arenado, which was a good, good move, and they didn't have to give up a ton for him. Um, Outside of him, they got Goldschmidt, DeYoung, um, Dylan Collarson, who's still a rookie. They brought back Yachty for another year. Um, their rotation has question marks. Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, who's 95 years old. Carlos Martinez, who's still there. Um, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Miles Mikolas, um, who's always in trade talks in fantasy baseball for some reason. But yeah, this team, uh, I like their lineup. 
I think they got a lot of young guys and Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, who are going to have to have big years for them. Um, the, they benefit from being in a poor division. This team has a, a pretty solid bullpen, actually, with Giovanni Gallegos, uh, Anthony or Andrew Miller, Jordan Hicks, Alex Reyes, hopefully healthy this year, finally. So, this, huh? I can't hear you. Um, they have the 17th ranked farm system in the bigs. Um, Tarlson leading that. He's going to be this year and then everyone else like Matthew Libertadores next year, Nolan Gorman next year. Uh, their number is 86, which is kind of high. Um, I think this is a team that I can see making a move at the deadline for another arm. I just don't know who they trade for that arm. 86 seems kind of high. I wouldn't be shocked if they won like 85 games. So I'm going to go a slight under for St. Louis. I'm thinking over. I, I, I like St. Louis this year. They'll, they'll need an arm. Alex Race is great, but, I mean, he just got to stay off the damn weed. He got to stay off the weed. Because I know – wasn't he the one, the one that got suspended? No, I'm pretty sure – I might have been weed, but I, I think he got injured. I don't know. No, he did test positive for weed in the minor leagues. Okay. He did. So, I mean, we'll see. I think they need an arm, but – They'll be a good team. They'll be the the St. Louis Baseball Club will be a good team this year. I I, I think of them as uh, as title contenders coming out of that that side. Division's weak. Brewers are just dog shit this year. What? I mean, they're a one man team. It's Yelich. So you want to let's let's go. We'll talk Brewers. Um, they have probably the best bullpen in baseball, though. Because they because they convert all their starters, they're both, they get them all up up there. They're all minor leaguers. They brought in Colton Wong from St. Louis. They have Lorenzo Kane back from he decided to opt out uh, midway through last year. Yelich, Keston Hura. They brought in Jackie Bradley. They have their rotation is suspect: Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Barnes, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson, Freddie Peralta. Not not a great rotation. No one going to give you under. Um, over 200 strikeouts or anything there you know this division's weak and the brewers could take advantage of that especially with that bullpen the number is 83 and a half i like the over for milwaukee yeah i'll do the same i just think i just i'm just not sold with the woodruff i don't think he's that good i don't think they have a true number one i don't think the picking is great on them so that's that's just my thing with them I honestly think they could do more things to do, but we'll see. It's interesting. All right. They're just such a weird team to project because, I mean, they could be buying at the deadline, and they also could be selling. So it's like, you know, I don't know. You feel that? Yeah. No, they're – it's kind of weird to think that they were in the NLCS in 2018 just three years ago. Just it, it doesn't feel like they were ever that good. And they took uh they took the Dodgers to seven games that year, if I'm not mistaken. So let's no, wait, wait a second. I forgot I uh I forgot to say this. Oh my god. Um we didn't talk about the Red Sox bringing back Alex Cora. Yeah. <laughs> and the White Sox getting Tony LaRusa, aka Mr. DUI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. Um DUI for Tony LaRusa and Alex Cora uh, is Mr. Houston Astros video scandal cheating. Um, he's the mastermind behind that. So I'm, I don't want to give my 
real thoughts on that because I might offend some people about Alex Cora. Um, I feel very strongly about yeah. Alex Cora. We're Puerto Ricans, we always find a way. Us Latinos, we always find a way to scheme and find something, you know. And the Red Sox, but I mean, I, I think Tony Larusa is a little old to be managing that young White Sox team. I think there's an interesting dynamic there. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. That could hurt them. Um, we know managing is very important, especially come playoff time. So we'll see what happens with them. Let's talk about your hometown team, the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I'll let you take the floor for them. <laughs> I mean, they're garbage. They literally went for it all, and they didn't win. So, I mean, and they lost everybody. So, I mean, it'll be a rebuild year, typical rebuild year for them. So, I, I, there's not much. They, don't, they have Sonny Gray, who could get moved mid-year, because Sonny, Sonny's a decent pitcher. I mean, who else do they have? Sonny Gray? Luis Castillo. Oh, uh, Luis is pretty good, man. That, that dude throws. He, he's a sleeper Cy Young candidate, in my opinion. Tyler Molly, Wade Miley, um, Michael Lorenzen. They got Jesse Winker, Castellanos, Joey Votto, who might retire after this season. Eugenio Suarez is one of the more underrated players in the they bigs. They some underrated fools on this team, man. They got some underrated they brought, they brought in Moustakis. Uh, Nick Senzel, Tucker Barnhart, and Jonathan India, actually, out of Florida. I mean, Their number is 80. Wow, that's high. 81 and a half for the Reds. I'm, I'm gonna, that's a hard under for me. That's a hard under. Yeah, no. Castellanos, Senzel. Senzel's decent, but he hasn't lived up. Jonathan India hasn't made it. Amir Garrett's a good – yeah. They're just they, – they're, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're that good. I'm I think they're going to be the second to last team in the division. And the last place team is, um, I mean, do we have to spend much time talking about the pirates? I guess if you're a pirates fan, one exciting thing is Cabrian Hayes and Brian, Brian Reynolds. I got, I got two words for you. And we'll, and hey, first off, we're going, we're probably going under for the pirates. Right? You think under at 58 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're gonna be maybe if not the worst, the second worst team in the bigs. Their rotation is god awful, led by Chad Kuehl. Their bullpen, no players you've ever even heard of. Hey, two words. And this is all we need to talk about them. Kumar Rocker. Yeah. <laughs> they are most definitely in the Kumar Rocker sweepstakes. Um, out of pitcher out of Vanderbilt, going to be the number one overall pick. I guess one exciting thing for the Pirates is Adam Frazier. I think is hitting 700 in the in spring training, so that's okay. pretty impressive. I mean, I know it's spring training, but anytime you can hit 700, that's pretty impressive. 58 and a half wins under for me. Kumar Rocker, baby. <laughs> that's all Luis has to say about that. Um, my NL Central standings are going to be, I think the Cardinals win the division. I think the Brewers finish second, strongly based off that bullpen. I think third place, Cubs, fourth place, Reds, dead last, Pirates. I'll take the same. Oh, they got uh, they got your boy uh, Shreve. Shreve's a pretty good pitcher. Patience Shreve. <laughs> Shreve. Nothing to write home about. I mean, he's okay. Um, we traded him to St. Louis a while ago. I think he was in the Luke Voigt trade. Luke Voigt trade actually. Um, 
couple years ago. Same with Giovanni Gallegos. Hey, all I know is two words. Kumar Rocker. They are definitely in the Kumar Rocker sweepstakes. And finally, to round out our division, our every single team preview, um, the NL West. Um, and this, a lot of people are saying this is the best division in baseball. I think this is not. I think this is very a very top heavy division. Best division in baseball, in my opinion. Um, let's 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 talk about the defending champs, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who added the NL Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer to the roster over the offseason. I mean, their rotation is just devastating. Bauer, Kershaw, Bueller, Urias, and I mean, David Price is there as well. Their lineup is also devastating. Betts, Seeger, Turner, Muncie, Will Smith, Bellinger, Pollock, Gavin Lux, not to mention the bullpen, Kenley Jansen, um, who is a shaky closer. He's, he's okay. Trinan, Gratterall, Dustin May, Gonsolin, Corey Kniebel. I mean, this team is just a complete baseball team. There's a reason they have the highest win, um, over under total on FanDuel at 103 and a half wins. They're playing the National American League West in the interleague play. Their division is top heavy. They do have a lot of games against San Diego, which could hurt them a little bit, but I think they're better than San Diego. 103 wins. I, I'm going to take the over. I think they'll win like close to 110. This team's going to be a juggernaut, easily coast to the division title, and should be in the World Series for another year, in my honest opinion. Luis, what are your thoughts on your own squad this year? I like I like the Dodgers. I mean, it'll be interesting to see in the closer situation, see if they don't get complacent because they've dominated that division. Padres are going to come up, so we'll see. I mean, I I don't know Trevor Bauer. I, I don't know if Clayton Kershaw is going to be. He might be the on that rotation number three. He might be the number three guy. So behind Kershaw and in Bueller, yeah, between Bauer. Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw. And so, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. Uh, 103 is pretty high. You think they come over, you come out, um, come out with like a World Series hangover? I think they could. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like you, you get that far, you reach the pinnacle, and then you have to go another 162 just to get to big time postseason baseball. Um, it happens. Yeah. your pick under yeah okay i'm kind of surprised you went under there but maybe a world series hangover and that can you know take some wins away in the the beginning of the season yeah that's fair um second team in the nl west is kind of the winners of the offseason the san diego padres they re-signed tatis to that massive contract um but if you go into the details is it that massive um maybe not they they brought in why you darvish or you darvish they also brought in Blake freaking Snell um, to round that rotation. They have Joe Musgrove and Chris Paddock. 
Um, lineup is just it's stacked. Um, Trent Grisham, Machado, Hosmer, Fam, Will Myers who had a great year last year. Drake Cron- Jake Cronenworth out of Michigan, middle infielder. Um, he was in the running for the rookie of the year. He might have won the National League rookie of the year last year. I can't remember. Um, so they they have a they're the kind of the trendy pick this year you could say so that's represented in their total in Fanduel at ninety four and a half. Um, that's a lot of wins. I think this Padres team wins because their lineup kind of lets them down based on their rotation. They're like compared to their rotation, the rotation stacked. They're going to need a big year out of Chris Paddock um, who had a lot of hype in his rookie year, 2019 or 2018. Um, wasn't amazing last year. So he's going to need to have a bounce back year. I'm going to say a slight under for San Diego. Actually. I think they win like 92 games. I'm going to go over. I just, I, that, I think that, um, that, uh, what you call it? That rotation is nasty. You Darvish, uh, Chris Paddock, Fernando Tatis. Um, uh, they're, they're just stacked. Blake Snell, I'm back home in the West Coast. It's uh, – and they got the AL West to play. So, I'm going to take the over. I mean, Tatis has to – Tatis is going to have to show it on the offensive side. And, I mean, those boys are going to have to pay the offense. So Tatis is going to have to stay healthy. I thought – I saw he had some shoulder thing. So, that's – that's he's the, he's the face of their team. He's the face of the MLB right now, maybe, you could say. Um, their farm system loaded, so it's scary how good this team can be. You got D- 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 uh, Lamette, Mackenzie Gore. Oh God, this is this is this is gonna be crazy. And they got Mike Clevenger coming back next year. So they, the thing about the Padres, and yeah, they got Clevenger coming back next year. I don't think it's gonna happen this year, just like in terms of a World Series just because they don't have much playoff experience at all. It's a very young team. Um, And we've seen that having that previous playoff experience in all sports um, is very important in making a deep run. So I'm going to say this, they're kind of like the Mets this year, the first test year um, with the new roster. And I think it's important for them to get some playoff experience this year um, because they're definitely going to be world series contenders in the, coming years when they get Clevenger back maybe add to that um that that lineup but great team this year I think they finished second in the division I'm gonna take the under actually thinking about it I'm gonna take the under I don't think Tatis can actually hold it down okay um so under 94 and a half for both of us there next National League West team the San Francisco Giants um they suck Mike, Mike Yastrzemski is kind of the player to watch that for them. Donovan Solano, Buster Posey kind of rounding out his career. He's still catching, which, you know, shout out to him for that. I, he should be playing for an American league team and being in DH because those, those knees must be shot. Those knees. Yeah, exactly. He probably can't squat shit anymore. Um, Kevin Gals in terms of rotation, Kevin Gosman, Johnny, Johnny Cueto still in the league. Another guy that's in the back half of his career, Alex Wood, um, they're in terms of prospects, they got the 11th rank farm system in the bigs. No one you, well, well, we'll be seeing Joey Bart this year, the catcher probably. And, uh, they got an outfielder, Helio Ramos. Um, so this team is kind of stagnant right now. I, th- I think they need to 
be sellers and try to bring an influx of um, prospects to that farm system because there's just not a lot going for this team. They're, they're, they haven't moved on from the early 2010s success. Um, you know, Brandon Belt still there. Brandon Crawford still there. Um, I just don't, I don't see it with this team right now. And their number is 75. They suck. Yeah. Under. Under. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing to talk about. Like that team has no farms and they're so like, they only got one guy on the farm that they suck. I don't have anything to like say about them. Like, they're just so we're going with the double under 75 San Francisco Giants is a team that uh you know the listeners don't really have to pay much attention to this year um next NLS team the Arizona Diamondbacks kind of another team that's projected to be right around in the 70 wins their number is 74 and a half um they their best players could tell Marte he was an all-star last year uh, David Peralta, Eduardo Escobar, Rojas. They got Bumgarner. He's still playing. Luke Weaver. This team's going to be bad too. Caleb Smith in the rotation. But if I'm a Diamondbacks fan, I'm not very excited for this year. They got the number nine farm system in the bigs. No one we're going to see this year. Maybe Geraldo, um, Perdomo, but Corbin Carroll still a year away probably. Um, this team will be in sellers. They're going to get dominated by the Padres and um, Dodgers. So Cattell Martez would be a good fantasy player to pick up for this season. But yeah, I, don't, I just, I'm not very excited for the Diamondbacks and I don't have a ton to say. 74 and a half. Um, I'm just going to say over, they're going to win 76. Taking the under, they also suck. There's nothing to look forward to on that team. They just suck. This division is so top heavy it's not even funny so how did you yeah and you said that this is the best division in baseball um i don't know about it these these dudes suck like giants suck diamondbacks suck a whole lot of sucking is going on right now the, and, and we'll round out um our preview with the colorado rockies who are probably, oh, probably i have nothing to say about this team they're going to be the worst team arguably in baseball um, best player, Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman. Blackman's a great hitter, but he is in a horrible defender, especially in that massive outfield in cores. Um, Herman Marquez is actually statistically like the best pitcher in Colorado Rockies history. Um, they also have John Gray, who's okay. Um, but outside of those two guys there, their pitching is awful. Their bullpen's terrible. Their, their, um, their lineup is bad outside of like two or three guys maybe cj crone if you count him as decent this rockies team is going to lose a lot of games easily 100 losses their number is 63 and a half i'm hammering the under this team will be lucky to win 56 games they suck they suck i, I have nothing to do also we forgot to say the padres have a kbo star they got kim han song my boy from the kbo did you watch him when you were uh, waking up early in quarantine and stuff? Yeah, they do. They do the baller, bro. He's a uh, he, he's cool, man. KBO, bro. They got some hitters over there, man. He's young. Uh, no, no. Uh, Asian baseball, like the KBO, Taiwanese league, Japanese league. They they that's good baseball over there. It's no joke. Um, wow. I know Adam Adam Jones is over there playing in Japan. Everybody's cool crafty watching KBO, but I mean. There's a bunch of dudes uh, that ball. What's that yeah. dude? 
it sucked when the dude who's in the commentary. That dude is garbage. Yeah. The commentary was a little suspect in KBO. Uh, my division standings for the NL West, I got Dodgers, Padres, D-backs, Giants, and Rockies of distant last. What about you? I'm just saying, I, I mean, those bottom three teams are just going to be duking it out each and every day. Yeah. Don't spend too much time watching the Giants, Diamondbacks, and Rockies this year. Oh, we only have two teams to watch after 10 o'clock at night, so <laughs> – I'd rather I'd rather watch the the Angels. Much rather watch the Angels. At least they got a couple fun players and Trout. So we have our division winners. Who are your two wild card teams in the National League? Mine are going to be uh, the Mets and the Mets and the Bre- did I say the Brewers second? Yeah, Mets and the Brewers. Who did I say second? In the- you said Mets. No, I didn't say the Mets. There's no way I said the Mets. Then you said you weren't high on the Nationals, so you had the Phillies over. Oh, yeah. Phillies make it this year. I got the Phillies. Shout out Josh Dorn. Oh, Phillies and Padres. Oh, wait. Shit. Oh, yeah. My bad. Um, obviously, the Padres and Padres and Mets are my two wild card teams. I'm sorry, Brewers fans. Um, I forgot about the Padres. My NLCS is going to be Dodgers versus Dodgers versus Mets. No. Yeah. Do- you know what? Screw it. The Mets rotation carries them in October all the way to the NLCS, but I'm going to be boring and they're going to lose to the Dodgers in the NLCS. I got Dodgers Cardinals. Or, Do- or Dodgers Padres, but I'm going to take the Cardinals. So D- Cardinals to the World Series? No, Dodgers. Dodgers going to go to the World Series. Oh, I mean, Dodgers. So we both got Dodgers, Yankees, LA, New York. It is so hard in that division because you, Dodgers are the class of that whole of that whole side, but then you just have a mishmash of the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Padres. Yep. I actually, I don't know if Atlanta can make it. Atlanta could. I love Atlanta this year. I, I think they're going to win that division. Um, but Atlanta Dodgers, Dodgers through. Yeah. So Dodgers, Yankees. I think, you know, as a Yankee fan, I hate doing this, but I really do think the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year if they stay healthy. It's time. It's been 11 years, 12 years. Um, and I think as long as the Yankees stay healthy, they, they can win it. And, we're going, we're going with the New York Yankees to win the World Series this year. What, what's your World Series pick? I think the Dodgers, I think they repeat. I think it's back to back. I think that location. Is All right. You want to talk briefly about um, MVP picks? I mean, who's even available for the MVP? So I'll read you the odds. Um, National League. Uh, plus 750 Mookie Betts and Juan Soto, plus 800 Acuna and Bellinger, plus 850 Tatis, and then you get into plus 1200 Arenado, Freeman, Lindor, Yelich, Bryce Harper's plus 1500, Seager's plus 1500. What'd you say? Going Acuna. All right, I'm going to go with Soto because I think he is the best young player in the game at plus 750. I think. Soto wins the NL 
And the American League, I mean, Trout. Tim Anderson, baby. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, let's see. Tim Anderson's plus 2,500. So if you put $10 in, you win 260. I don't know. He's going to have to do a lot uh, to win the MVP. <laughs> I think a value pick is Otani at plus 2,000. I mean, what if, what if he has an amazing year pitching and hitting? Like, that's never been done before since, like, Babe Ruth. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not entertaining no short Otani talk. Oh. All right. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say? We've, we've kind of covered a lot of it. Covered a lot, but I think these listeners are going to be baseballed out. Yeah. If they're, if they're in it this far, it's like, I think we've got to be two hours in plus. Yeah. If they made it this far, they're a legit critics corner fans and also massive baseball fans. We're both. Uh, or they just love us, especially me. Yeah, we're um, we're both tired. It's been fun. Um, we're both very. Well, I'm very excited for the bigs for the big leagues to come back. Um, life's just better when baseball's on, in my opinion. Um, and fantasy baseball is going down as well. So excited for that draft tonight. Let's get it, baby. All right. Well, you got anything else to say, or should we wrap? Wrap it up, baby. Put a ball in it. Go. Uh, can't wait for the new season. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out.